Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Humble Podcast. My name is Katie. I am your host, and I am also the owner of Holistically Humble. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for clicking on this episode. I always want to reiterate the fact that I would absolutely love it if you followed along, so you subscribed or followed to this podcast, if you turned on the notifications, if you rated it, and if you left a review. With all of that being said, regardless if you do any or all of that, I am grateful you are here. We are, again, trudging along, uploading one episode a week every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you just stumbled upon this episode, know that I am committed to uploading a new episode every week. Once a week, you get to listen to me chat about all things health and wellness. And my mission and purpose with this podcast is to educate and inspire you to live a healthy, holistic lifestyle. This is a solo episode with yours truly, but I do have episodes coming up or maybe they've already been posted about where I interview experts in health and wellness fields because I think that, of course, I'm grateful that you love listening to me chat, um, but I think that it's really important to share the wisdom and experience of others. And so if you are someone who would like to be on the podcast and you're an expert in a health or wellness and or wellness topic, please reach out to me, send me an email. I'll put my email down below. And while I mentioned down below in the show notes, make sure you're following me on all my social, social media. All right, let's get into this episode. Today's episode, I am taking you along my yoga journey. Wow, okay, what a wild ride it's been on my yoga journey. I'm going to take you back to the beginning. I will take you back to the first time that I ever took a yoga class. And I was about 15 or 16 years old and... My mom had been invited to go to a yoga class with some of her coworkers. She invited me along and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Pretty active at that point, playing lots of sports in high school. And I went to the class. I had no idea what yoga was, but I followed along whatever the instructor was saying. And holy shit, my ego got in the way of doing everything. The teacher would guide us through different poses and I would enter the pose without really having any past experience on stretching. (laughs) Even though I played lots of sports, it was never an emphasis to stretch the body and how to stretch the body. And I would reef my body into these poses that she was saying and I would be looking around the room and I needed to be the best. 15, 16 years old, ego's high. I need to be the best in the room. So I'm not paying attention to the cues my body is telling me. And I am reefing myself into these positions. Well, I'm sure that you can um, understand that when I left the class, I was like, I fucking hate yoga. (laughs) 
I thought it was so stupid and so hard and I couldn't grasp or I didn't grasp the basis of yoga. So I never did. I never did it again. I never went to a yoga class again for a long time. Fast forward several years and I took a physical education course in university because I was getting my degree in the Bachelor of Arts with a major in sport health and physical education, also known as kinesiology. And one of the physical education courses I needed to take or got to choose to take out of the many that there were was a yoga course. And so what we would do is we would go to her yoga teacher's house. Um, she had this cute little studio in the back of her house and like a garage type thing, but it was, you know, all set up as a yoga class, very comfortable, had everything you needed. And I took that class. Again, hated it. Thought it was so stupid. Didn't like it. I did have fun because a bunch of my friends were in the class as well. And so that was like a time to go carpool together from the school to her studio and then like take the classes together. So like that part was fun, but the actual practicing of yoga, I hate it. We had to do a project on one pose and at the very beginning of the course, we had to choose the pose. For whatever fucked up reason, I chose downward dog and oh my God, you were supposed to do the pose at least for a minute or more per day and take pictures or videos of yourself so that you had a visual representation of you starting the course, picking the pose, and then practicing it every day, and then doing the end picture or video and showing your progress. I'm a varsity athlete at this point. I did not follow along in the most legit way. I faked it. I took photos. I would change my outfit. I would change the environment. I would take photos. I think I just stuck with photos at that point um, and lied. I, I hate a downward facing dog. I can't even believe I picked that pose at the beginning of the class, but I was a rookie and that's just what I did. And anyways, I, I did what I needed to do to get the credits of that class. And then I said, I am never doing yoga again. This is like hard. I don't like it. It's stupid. I could be doing other things, um, just really, really difficult slowing down for me as, as I'm sure you can probably relate to. So I didn't do any more yoga after that, that, uh, university class. So fast forward, I ended up stopping playing university basketball. And when I stopped that rigorous physical activity, I started experiencing massive flare-ups in my knees, couldn't bend them, my elbows, my wrists, my hands. So if you don't know, I have rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune condition that affects my joints. So you could think like swelling, swollen, stiffness, restricted, painful, red, hot, all of that. So at that point, I needed something in my life to be able to do. I was used to going to practice. I was used to playing a university-level sport. I needed something in my life, and I got directed towards yoga. So 
with that being said, I was not excited about it, but I thought I may as well just try it again, right? Like I can't, I can't do much at this point. So I ended up going to this one studio and thank God I chose that studio and the specific teacher who I ended up going to a lot of her classes, she helped me so much. So initially when I signed up, I went to the class early and told her, you know, I have arthritis, I'm experiencing massive flare-ups. I can't bend my knees. My wrists are really sore. You know, like with that being said, should I continue? And she made me feel so safe and comfortable. When she saw me sign up for the class, she would roll out a mat at the back of the room so that I would feel safe and comfortable to come. She showed me different options of the poses. So for example, downward facing dog. She was like, if we ever go into a downward facing dog, you'll just you'll just get up if that feels okay. Go over to the wall behind you. Place your hands on the wall to the best of your ability. Have your arms straight and have your legs straight. So it's like an L, right? On the on the wall. It's a it's another version for you to experience this pose that is more accessible for you at this time. Oh my God, that was so helpful. Also, like child's pose, she gave me a different option and variation that would serve my body at that time. And it was just like, I felt accepted. I felt like I can do this. She also stated that if I don't feel like doing any of the poses, that just being in the room and laying down or finding a comfortable seat and absorbing the energy of the other people, herself and the teachings would be beneficial. So I was open to it. And I continued on. I went to a lot of her classes and it was so, so helpful. It made me actually realize, understand, and fall in love with yoga. From learning how accessible yoga was, it really opened my eyes to this world that I wasn't used to. I wasn't used to dedicating time to be on my mat, whether or not that meant that I could do the whole physical practice or not. But being in and amongst a yoga studio that I felt extremely comfortable being in, supported in, welcomed, it was a game changer. So I will say at this part of the episode that if you have tried yoga many times, maybe a handful of times, maybe only once, I highly, highly recommend that you give it a go again. You're not going to jive with every teacher. You're maybe not going to jive with every studio that you enter, but just what yoga is, is the university of you. You're exploring yourself and every time you show up on your mat, it's different. It's never going to be the same. Some days you might go to a yoga class and feel like, fuck, yes, I have this. I, you know, you're doing all of the physical postures, the asanas, and you feel like you can get deep into the poses and your breath work is there and like you're just, boom, you're like dropped in. And sometimes you go and you're like, fuck this. Like, I wish I didn't come. I don't have time for this. And that's just like the opportunity to explore yourself. Explore what happens when you go to a class or you do it at home when you roll out your mat, how you feel. Like if you're feeling frustrated and angry, like what happened that day to make you feel that way? It'll show up on your mat. It's this beautiful time to explore yourself. 
Is it easy? No. Is it simple? Yes. It's a simple concept, but whatever is simple might not actually be easy. So when you do roll out your mat and you feel dropped in, you feel like you can do it, you're doing everything, you feel really good. Like what happened during the day that allowed you to do that? Like have this opportunity to explore yourself. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful part of your yoga practice. Okay, so now that I had found that yoga studio with that one specific teacher that made me feel very comfortable going, even though I couldn't, quote unquote, do all of the poses or like what I like to say is like 95% of the poses because my knees were swollen, ankles, wrists, all of that. I was still able to experience the energy of the room, the way the teacher held, you, you know, energetically all of us were all experiencing something different and that she was able to hold the space for for all of us to experience ourselves was like very intriguing for me very very intriguing I was like hmm okay I've shifted now into liking yoga or finding it as a I guess best case scenario for this for this episode is saying like a stepping stone into a way to be physically active in a way that felt good for my body with being in in bouts of flare-ups. So I just continued practicing. I tried a few different studios. Um, Again, great experiences, some not very great experiences, and that's just what what you get when you take yoga classes at studios with different teachers. So like I said, you're going to jive with some. You're not going to jive with others, and that's okay. Like now I'm a yoga teacher, spoiler alert, but um, I, yeah, not everyone's going to resonate with my classes or my teachings and that's okay. And, you know, other people are going to like love my teachings and my classes and what I have to offer. And that's beautiful. Like we are not for everyone. So that's okay. I moved to Vancouver to take the holistic nutrition program and Again, I was like experiencing massive flare-up, so I tried to find a place in Vancouver that I could take yoga at, and I ended up exchanging my energy and my time to clean the studios, and that's pretty much what it was, clean the studio after classes, before classes, um, do the laundry, the towels, all of that stuff for the studio. I had to do, I think, four hours a week, and then I got unlimited classes. So I chose to do this at Y Yoga in Kitsilano. And it was amazing, hot yoga studio and – or most of the classes. I just remember – I wasn't like so, so into yoga at that point, but I knew it was a step in the right direction, so I needed to continue on. And I remember cleaning up the studios and just like puddles of sweat. So I feel like it had to have been hot yoga. And I think that um, it was dependent on the class, but yeah, pretty much hot or warm yoga, if you will. And that was a game changer for me. That made yoga accessible for me. I, if anyone knows living in Vancouver, like it ain't cheap. And this was 2013 to 2014. So it was even cheaper back then, but um, compared to what it is now. So being offered to exchange my time and energy for the gift of yoga, like on an unlimited basis was amazing. I hit up a lot of yoga classes. I brought my friends there, family, whoever I could come, whoever I could get to come with me. 
And then there was one of my girlfriends who I actually played basketball with in university who ended up becoming a yoga teacher. And she was teaching at Sempreviva. So I would go there, support her, take the classes, um, check out that studio. And it just at that point was like a whole new world for me. I At that time, simultaneously, was taking holistic nutrition and this shit was blowing my mind. I had no idea about the quote, unquote, alternative field. Um, is that how you say it? Quote, alternative, unquote. Anyways, I don't like saying alternative because I feel like it's just like this natural way of living we're supposed to be in touch with, but it's just been altered and that's a whole other episode in and of itself. But I started to really realize that I needed to be in touch with myself and yoga was this beautiful opportunity for me to do that. And then I had my girlfriend who was teaching yoga and pretty established at that time. She ended up becoming a Lululemon ambassador and just a really good person to have in my corner at that time. And it kind of opened up my world to being more like, okay, I like taking the yoga classes. I like being part of the yoga studio, but like, would I ever want to be a yoga teacher? And it, that's when the seed was planted. Fast forward, I ended up needing to transfer back to my hometown of on Vancouver Island to finish the holistic nutrition program because I was just like not getting better. Even though I was learning all of this beautiful, healthy information, I was exchanging my time and energy for unlimited yoga and being involved in that like yoga world, if you will. And I just like wasn't getting better. So what had to happen was I transferred the holistic nutrition program offered from Vancouver to my hometown on Vancouver Island. And I, again, started trading my time and energy at a yoga studio here to be able to take unlimited yoga classes, which is beautiful. Another hot yoga studio. It just felt really good on my joints. That turned into, for whatever reason, I thought <clears throat> at the time that I needed a big girl job. I went into insurance and that's, a, again, a whole other story in and of itself. But I went into insurance. I was making great money. And what happened with that was the money that I was making there allowed me to take my yoga teacher training. This happened so fast and so spontaneously, but um, my partner had no idea. I was like searching for yoga teacher programs in Nanaimo or on Vancouver Island that would be accessible for me at that time. So I was looking at them like end of November, early December, just trying to see what else is out there, what else I might be able to do. And this yoga teacher training program popped up in my hometown. I just let it go. But little did I know I was really manifesting it at that point. So I was very down and very depressed at my job in insurance. And I, my partner could see it, obviously. I live with him. I'm with him like all the time. I love being with him. And he was like, why don't you try doing something on the side that you would like really, really love? And at this point, I had my holistic nutrition diploma. I had my nutrition business at that time. It was called Clean Living with Katie and just nutrition-based. I worked at a couple health um, like healthcare clinics in Nanaimo. And then I got the insurance job because I thought I needed a big girl job, blah, blah, blah. 
I looked at him and I was like, okay, well, I have been looking at a yoga teacher training program and it actually starts in January and it fits my schedule. The only thing I would need to do is see if uh, work would give me every other weekend off for four months. And I was a road service broker. So working weekends was like, you need to. Um, Sundays was always off, but like definitely Friday and Saturday were like a, a necessity in that field. But I went in literally that next day after my partner and I talked, presented the opportunity to my boss. And I was like, this is something that I really need to do. It's for like essentially right now for my mental health. And I'm just looking to have every other weekend off from like January. I can't remember, like the first week of January that weekend until end of April. Well, that was 2020. I started the program in January of 2020. And as we all know, in March, around March, the world shut down and we weren't able to complete the program in person. But luckily, because we were over 50% done the program, Yoga Alliance allowed my yoga teacher to allow us to finish the program online. So I was so, so grateful for that as like what I needed, especially at that time. Wow, wild. And I got to finish the program. So I graduated end of April, 2020. Yoga studios are shut down. If they weren't shut down. It was very strict. And obviously the yoga teachers that were at the studio had first dibs on the classes. Fair enough. I'm a new yoga teacher at this time, but I've been practicing for years and years at this point. And I just went online. <laughs> I started teaching yoga online. It was free at first every Tuesday from four to five and seven to eight. I got a couple people from the East Coast to come on. So four, it was three hours, so seven o'clock their time. So it worked for them. It allowed me to step into my yoga teacher pants, if you will, and guide people. This is like what I wanted to do. I ended up quitting insurance and continued offering online yoga. I made it by donation and then I did one step up from there and I did – I think like $10 per class and then $12.50 and then $15 per class with the ability to practice it, practice the recording. And then from there, I offered four-part yoga series where I made it around a theme. So it was one yoga class a week for an hour. If you could make it to the live class, that was accessible, but I also offered it as a recording for the people who registered to fit it in, in their week. And then I started teaching yoga at yoga studios. I tried several for on and off here and there um, and just really gaining experience being a yoga teacher. And I can now happily say I am a successful yoga teacher. I absolutely love guiding my class through the theme and making yoga accessible. Because that is something that was shown to me by that one yoga teacher in the one yoga studio that I went to when I was extremely flared up and she made me feel so welcome, offering different poses for me to do to, you know, still gain the benefits of yoga while doing the physical postures with the limited mobility that I had at that time. And my yoga teacher instilled it in me. She instilled having yoga be accessible. And so what I mean by that is if you are coming to one of my classes, you will know that I will offer here's option one 
in this pose. Here's option two, going a little bit further. And then here's option three, going to the deeper or maybe deepest expression of that pose and allowing you to just access whatever it is that feels available to you in your own body. Because no body is built the exact same as someone else. And so again, what I really like to state at the beginning of all my yoga classes is that it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It only matters about your own little rectangle there, your yoga mat, and how it is to be in your body today at that time that you're practicing. I'm a big advocate for that. So if you've ever come to my yoga classes or you might come, then know that that's what what I do. And I am just loving teaching yoga, teaching yoga. It is, yeah, it's what I'm meant to be doing and what I'm meant to be offering. So I'm so, so, so grateful. And I want to reiterate that if you have tried yoga maybe once or maybe just a handful of times and you haven't really liked it, that take this as your sign to try again to try a different yoga studio and or try different yoga teachers. You're not going to jive with every studio. You're not going to jive with every teacher and know that that's okay. Everyone in our life is reflecting a lesson to us, if you will. So just, yeah, getting curious on why you might not like it or why you might not like the teacher or why you like the studio or why you like the teacher and just be open explore. That time that you set aside to do your yoga practice is the time to explore yourself. It's a gift. If you would like, you can try some of my YouTube yoga videos. So I have a YouTube channel. It's linked down below in the show notes. So check that out. Maybe tonight you try my yoga for sleep. They range from like 10 minutes to 30 minutes. So in my eyes, it's accessible for you to fit in your day. Connect to your breath connect to your body. Let's end this episode by taking a nice tall seat, having your feet planted on the earth or the ground, wherever you might be, or maybe you sit with cross leg. Let's take a nice deep inhale, lifting up the crown of your head, the top of your head as high as it can go towards the ceiling or whatever might be above you. As you exhale, you can allow the exhale to exit through an open mouth and maybe even make a sigh noise or any noise at all that is allowing you to release some stress and tension from your body. Let's do that again. Inhale through the nose, lengthen through the spine. Exhale through the open mouth, allow any noise to come out, drop your shoulders away from your ears. And do that one more time in your own rhythm of breath. Thank you for being here. Stay tuned for next week's episode, my first interview on the podcast. Peace, love, and avocados. 